0: Something else we have in the studio from way 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 back in 1961 was an interview or actually a presentation from Martin Luther King. It was done in 1961 and we are going to talk with a couple guys who are doing the documentary is what is they're calling it of this particular speech. Dr. <laughs> Yeah, that was back from 1961. It's a very hard to understand, hard to listen to, but there's a couple guys in Mankato area who are working to make it, so it's going to come back to life. And with me this morning, I have our guests from Minnesota State University, Mankato, a professor of history and the director of the Kessel Peace Institute, Jamil Huck, as well as the True Facade Pictures, the producer of this documentary, Ryan Sturgis. Welcome to both of you.
1: Thank Thank you. Thank you very much for having us on the radio today, Karen.
0: Yeah, and I know Ryan has been working with this. It's a reel-to-reel, which is an old type of technology. Actually, when I went to college back in the 80s, I learned on that. And those, like anything else, degrade. And as you heard in that speech that we've played every year since the last I don't know when, it's pretty tough to understand and it's really messy. And you're working to fix that.
2: Yeah. Well, as part of the the process for the documentary film, we knew we wanted to showcase pieces of this speech. He did actually two presentations while he was here for the single day on November 12th, 1961. 60 years ago. Uh, But the one speech that we have um, is... An incredibly remarkable speech, which is no surprise because it was given by Martin Luther King, and it's it's an incredible piece of history, American history, and a beautiful piece of Mankato history. And so, as we are documenting um, this day uh, in a in a film um, that we've been working on since I guess August, this is an important part of that process. And I've been fortunate enough to have some really. Good audio, folks. uh, You know, at MSU Theater Department to help me uh, try to work on that and bring it back to life a little. As you said, I want
0: to talk about how this project all came about. Maybe we'll talk to Jamil. So this was back in 1961. KMSU recorded this speech. It was here on campus, and you're with part of the Kessel Peace Institute. So MLK obviously fits nicely with that. How did this all evolve?
1: Yeah, That's a good question, Karen, thank you very much. Um, I think that there was some institutional memory at MSU that this uh, event happened, and that that's kind of a memory that didn't really exist within the Mankato community, which is something we found out uh, as we went around talking to people, is that a lot of people didn't know this happened, and I, I think in part, uh, your uh, you in particular, Karen, playing it every year on November 12th, the speech, uh, helped to maintain this memory. Uh, so as we started to think about how to commemorate this anniversary, I thought about um, who I could work with in the community to, to make this uh, something bigger than just at MSU. And I immediately thought of Ryan because Ryan and I have uh, worked together on the stage. We were uh, murderers one and two in Macbeth oh, a few wow. years ago. <laughs> okay. We were terrifying <laughs> yes. and amazing. It was awesome. Um, and so we've been sort of working broadly we've working we've talked to centenary Methodist where Martin Luther King gave his uh, morning sermon he actually gave two morning sermons the good neighbor sermon which is about the Good Samaritan do they have
0: that recorded as well
1: they do not they don't have that recorded and they're while they're very excited about the movie they um, they don't have too many documents that were helpful to us we we've had to do a lot of sleuthing Uh, Boston University's Martin Luther King uh, archives has been helpful uh, we've had a lot of great help from Olivia Johnson, one of our students. Um, we've had help from the library, from uh, Darity Sizemore. And uh, we've basically I and mean, we've talked to Bukata Hayes over at Minnesota Blue Cross Blue Shield. Blue Earth County helpful.
2: Historical Society and yeah. everywhere we can.
0: Well, so when this came about, is it something you had to get funding for? How did it all evolve? Because obviously I know you're an employee of the university and, and Ryan has his own production company. So let's talk about how that
1: well, funding-wise, w- w- part, part of the partnerships is to, is to get funding. So we've got funding from the School of Behavioral, Social and Behavioral oh. Sciences, School from Arts and Humanities, uh, College of Arts and Humanities, College of Social and Behavioral Sciences, from Institutional Diversity, African-American Affairs, uh, the College of Education. And uh, we'll probably have a few more funding partners as we move on. But the Kessel has its own budget. Uh, the Kessel has been around since 1993, so it has an endowment, actually. And because of COVID, we really haven't been able to spend any money. So I really, I thought about how can we go big with this? And um, Ryan is just a fantastic movie producer and director and writer. So I, I, I asked him what it would cost and I said,
2: sure, we'll pay you double that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Got that on tape. Um, Jameel, while, you know, an incredible professor and does a million other things in the community, uh, turns out, Killer film producer as well.
0: Really? Well, Thank yeah, to right. yeah, Is think that so. part of your background <laughs> or what?
2: Um, not really, but I, I do. I have done
1: a lot of okay. performance. I have sure. done studio recordings on on the trumpet, um, and I have done some stage acting. But nice. No, so, this is so my first.
0: In telling this, obviously you have audio, so that's going to be a big part of this. But, I mean, are you recreating by acting? Are you finding old clips? Or Because when you came, before we got on the air, you said you don't even have any pictures of this. So if anybody out there has any pictures of this from November of 1961, they want to hear from you.
2: Absolutely. That is true. If anybody has any information, as we are still ongoing, we're done with production, um, but we are still in the in the throes of editing. So, yeah, um, you know, with the documentary project, there's a few really important things that you need to start out with. Um, Number one is that if you're going to tell a page of history, you have to be as true as you can be. And, you know, when you go into the past and try to to rummage up those facts, you're going to have, um, you know, limitations with that, as we do with this particular situation. But it's really important to put truth um, at the forefront of your process. And right behind it has to be um, entertainment uh, engagement, um, information, joy. You know, these are things that uh, it, otherwise you might as well write a paper, right? right. And, and and this has been such a beautiful process for us to discover how we're going to get those things. Um, we've got the document or the, the recording, which is a great piece of... Un-
0: that KMSU has had sitting here for years, and then we finally gave it to the, the library saying, well, you guys take this, and I, yeah. and, and so thank I'm goodness you did because
2: yeah. that's you know that you the can't only piece, fight that physical piece you have yeah. is that's it? right, and it's 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 you know uh, pure truth right there, right? And then there, we've also we did a lot of interviews, right? Right?
1: Uh, I think Ryan, you can you can tell us how many hours of interviews we have, but we interviewed Stacy Wells from ISD seventy-seven. We interviewed uh, Dean Brown. We interviewed. Uh, uh VP Morris, AVP Barry, we interviewed Bukata Hayes, and we interviewed
2: Matt Moore, who's a social studies teacher over at West.
0: Were they there? I mean, have you interviewed people who were actually there? Or and how? then there's the
2: final piece. Yeah. Then yeah. We, we worked really hard to find uh, somebody who remembers. Like a student or somebody. And we were so fortunate we found yeah. two people who oh, recalled really? yeah. the event. One yeah. from each um Speech action. Yeah,
1: thanks to Pastor Colette over at the Connections Ministry uh, Shelter, we got in touch with uh, Sally Burdick and uh, Stephen Burns, who were both educators, retired educators, who were Sally was at the uh, sermon in the morning, and Stephen was at the speech in the evening,
2: and they have recollection, which is another really important piece of that you know truth element, um, and uh, so it's the the the. the process of creating something that people are going to want to watch, that they are going to learn from, that they are going to be able to use uh, for their own perspective on this incredible event needs to have all those elements. And, you know, you don't know how you're going to get there when you start. So you really have to have a lot of trust in the process. You have to be uh, fully willing to discover uh, the story as you go. And um that's what we've been able to do over the past few months and um now we're into shaping the story, which is hours and hours of editing, which I you know, I love. Um and my partner Michael Shaloub, who's been working with me at True Facade Pictures, was Amazing uh, in our interview process, and went and got B-roll of the church, and then the high school auditorium where he really was standing, you know, to give this speech. So those are elements that we'll get to bring in. We were, we've been able to obtain some photographs and maybe even some footage of Mankato back in the early '60s that will help bring our audience to the setting of when this occurred. But then the most other, the other most important part of this is that we've got an historical uh, event to try to accurately portray. But what good is history if we're not going to use it for our present and our future? And the, the, the major theme of this film has become, as we've discovered it, that when Martin Luther King came here 60 years ago, chose Mankato as a community to share his vision with, we need to use that event as a way to... As, as a mandate really um for what we're going to do about civil rights and about equity in our community and so that's the other half of this project the other part of the story is that we've got an historical event that needs to be a motivation for what we're going to do as a community about a very very important very difficult issue that have you know a lot of things have changed in sixty years and a lot of things haven't and there's still so much to do, and I mean, as a cis white guy, uh, it, it's it, this is easy for me. I'm just telling a story, right? right? But there's a real struggle here for people, and there, it's a real struggle for our neighbors. Um, and so, you know, I find that it's really important to use my privilege and whatever um, skills I might have to, you know, to you to try and create. A story in which we can jump on and use as a benefit to our community.
0: Well, you guys are immersed in this because you've been working on it for quite a while. Set the scene for us for back in November of 1961. What were things like back then? What was happening? And why was it significant that he came to Mankato?
1: Well uh, thank you for that question, Karen. Martin Luther King Jr. was not as advanced in his career in 1961 as he would be um, in towards the middle part of the decade Um, but he came to Mankato and I think if I'm correct he had just met with President Kennedy uh, maybe earlier even that week and because he had a really frenetic schedule uh, uh, Dr. King really uh, wore himself out to a point of exhaustion uh, with all the lectures and traveling that he did. Uh, he had originally was asked to come and give a lecture uh, as part of a series from the Wesley Foundation here at MSU, uh, and or Wesley Fellowship rather, which was associated at, the, at that time with Centenary Methodist, um, and he was originally slated to come for three days. He had to delay it and then trim it down to a single day. So in a single day, he came, flew into Mankato, got picked up at the airport driven to the church where he gave his speeches, had lunch uh, with, I think, the pastor and a couple other people, and then I believe he gave two, the Good good Neighbor sermon twice, and then was taken over to um, what was the high school, now is West High School, and gave his 3 o'clock lecture to over 1,200 people. And then I believe he spent the night and then was out of town the next day. So, okay, so it was, it was a, a real whirlwind, and he was off to, uh, to Albany, Georgia, for a new um,
2: civil rights campaign. So
0: whistle-stop, essentially, through Basically. Mankato.
2: Yeah, which at that time was 99.9% white. And right. I think he was well, paid like $250, if, if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, he ended up making $200 while he was here. But, yeah. you know, to, to speak to your question about what, what he was coming into, I mean, right. yeah. this is a very German Lutheran uh, yeah. <laughs> community. and um, But he was invited here because there were people who wanted to understand his mission, um, and there were lines out the door. To see him yeah. speak just as Jamil said this was not I mean this was prior to his prime as a public national or international public figure
0: Yeah, how well was he known at this point in his he
2: was fairly well known and well the known. Montgomery bus boycott really yeah. brought him into the national uh, view okay.
1: yeah he was just sort of emerging as as the well he had he had sort of just emerged as a national leader in the civil rights movement Um. Although
2: pre-dream speech, you know, I have a dream has won't happen for another three years. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sounds about right. We're historians.
0: Yeah. (laughs) As you've dissected this, because you've obviously been working very closely with it, Ryan. The speech. What is the main message that he was trying to make back then?
2: Yeah. Uh, So as Jamil mentioned, there's the Good Samaritan uh, sermon that he gave at the church, but the the speech he gave at the high school uh, was essentially three big ideas, three ideas that he wanted the the country to start to understand so that we could start to heal this racial divide. Uh, And the first idea is that we uh, need to recognize that we are living in a global community. Um, And this is 60 years ago. Um, But but because of things like radio and television and, you know, our communities are starting to become uh, less uh, like a mi- le- fewer microcosms and, and and more of a larger global community, this is important because with this idea it will be you know the dis- the the deterioration of segregation right This is really what that 's about. Uh, you know we need to be global citizens because we 're all human beings. Um, the second concept is that we need to recognize that white supremacy in the United States is dangerous and something that as a national community, we need to combat. We need to combat it head on because um, while uh, black Americans are the target of um, that kind of organization, nobody benefits from that type of hate. Um, And again, he's always bringing the entire community of the nation into his mission. Uh, And then um, finally, the last idea you know that he is trying to portray i think to on his on the larger cause but right here in uh you know mankato as well is that um we we have to remember that we belong to um a a a single race right the human race Mm -hmm. um and that you know it's it's our benefit to uphold someone else's um interest as well as, as just as much as our own and it's about it's his mission is about empathy right it's about humanity empathy it's about connecting with every human being on the same for- forefront um and it's a remarkable speech and he calls them he calls you know he calls them challenges of a new age um and we—I mean—it's just incredible to have this, this, these ideas that eventually become parts of the civil rights movement. You know, the, the, it, that you know, or the, the civil rights bill, right, that gets passed in Washington a few years later. He's seeding these ideas right here in our community, and. Um, it's just an incredible thing that we got to experience.
0: How, how was it accepted? I mean, I'm sure there was local media coverage. Maybe it was the free press, or I don't know if the Twin Cities came down or not, and obviously KMSU played it. But how was it accepted by, I guess, the general public?
2: We don't know a lot about that. Was yeah. there not yeah. any yeah. coverage of it? There was There was some coverage of it. We've got a few newspaper articles, right? There's the free press article, and then there's the college reporter, the reporter article. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, there is... A little bit of information about some of the reaction that we that happened in the cities. You know, there was some backlash oh. um, about him coming to our state. Um, but an important thing, and this is brought up in the interviews specifically, uh, Doctor Tim Barry talks about this. He co- he's coming into hostile territory. It's 1961 in, and we're a very rural, um, you know, comparatively um, northern, um, you know, state. But he knows that he needs to get the Midwest, the Northwest, the North behind this movement in order for him to actually, you know, make some legislation changes with it. And so he's just willing to go where the message needs to go. And like we said, he's got all this open arms as well. So it's, it, it's, it's a mixed bag, obviously. Uh, it'd be a mixed bag today. Um, and yeah. and, 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 and that's, that's the important thing to remember is that while there was so much work done 60 years ago, there's still so much work to do.
0: What are the plans to distribute this that it gets heard? I mean, like you said, you could have written a college thesis or paper or something, and it could have been in some library that really nobody sees. But it sounds like your goals are to get this out there. So how is that hopefully happening?
1: Yeah, out, ouch on those academic papers, Karen. I well, mean, I know, I, we spent a lot I, of time on them. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ryan and I uh, really thought about this project before we started. We, we talked about it a lot uh, over the summer, and then we started filming in September, And from the very beginning, we wanted this to be a shorter movie. So it's uh, going to be 35 to 40 minutes. And the goal is to have this shown on uh, places like PBS, to have it shown in classrooms, to have this be a a tool for educators to use. Um, And I think one of the important things that we've been talking about uh, that Ryan has already mentioned, but as a history professor, I'm always telling my students that history really isn't an accurate story of the past. What history is is using or telling your story of the past to say who you are in the present and who you wanna be in the future. And as we know, Mankato does not have a great history when it comes to um, uh, race and diversity and and violence here in our town. And uh, the fact that this story has been forgotten more or less within the community is also a problem. So we're trying to bring it up to the forefront to really give people in Mankato something to be proud of because as Ryan was noting um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s approval rating nationally never r- rose above what was it 20 percent 20 percent that's that's terrible uh, so d- during his lifetime he was not liked by the majority of white America not beloved not to be loved <laughs> at all and the fact though that Mankato was at least willing to get him here Post and listen him, yeah. to him and 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 uh that says something that we can really promote about Mankato and say, "Look, this is what we need to be looking back at as we move into the future,
2: yeah." and you know we do hope to get this maybe to TPT Uh, we'll be sending the five minute piece that we put out on the actual anniversary over to them to you know recognize that we're doing this project and and, um, you know True Facade has worked with them in the past uh, on some things so we're hoping to engage them like Jamil said we want to get this in the classrooms we want a Mankato to use this film as a piece of pride and as a motivator for what our community uh, can do And, and, and we might try to kick it to some film festivals and things like that as well yeah. but it's really about um, it's really about perpetuating a gift to our community that Martin Luther King gave us 60 years ago yeah
1: if I could add real quick to our plan for the movie premiere is Martin Luther King jr. day 2022 uh, which is January 17th at West High School on their stage time has not yet been determined Um, And then we're also going to try to do a movie uh, screening over at Centenary Methodist in February. uh, So bringing it back to
0: the sites where he was. Mm -hmm. And
1: then we'll probably also do a screening here at MSU and then also making it broadly available.
0: So hopefully this will be have a broader audience like you mentioned. And who knows, maybe you should go on TikTok and Get some, I don't know, viral video or something going there.
2: Absolutely, we we are sharing things about it on social media as well because, um, you know, that does get a lot of eyes. So we're 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 using those platforms as well to to get the fact that we're making this story out there and little pieces of. It. In fact, you can find it on Truthside Pictures Facebook page, the five minute piece that we uh, that we um, published on the anniversary. So, you had the,
0: any resistance or people saying, ah, oh, you shouldn't do this. You know, given the, the the atmosphere that we have nowadays, you never know how people are accepting things. Well,
1: I, w- I mean, I, I wouldn't call it resistance. There's been some apathy. Oh. Uh,
2: but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that anybody's actively been uh, opposed to us. One place that we might see some of that is KYC did a piece, um, you know, on it that featured Jamila in an interview, and they've said that they see, you know, postings, um, uh, you know, negative postings about how, black Americans have everything, you know, that they should need. Yeah. And why are you know, why are we creating a race problem by yeah. continuing to to shine a light on this? And there's this shot uh, in in the five minute piece that you can go find it. There's a shot from 1960 something, I can't remember what, where there's, a you know, there's um, a, a bunch of white Angry white dudes on the side of a sidewalk, and it says, "You have everything, and what more do you want?" Right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> there's always going to to be that, um, and, and, and and that's something that we need to remember. Uh, that's out there, and it's real. It's the real reason why this fight has to go on. Yeah, internet comments uh, is what K E C Y,
1: yeah K-E-Y-C mm-hmm. was worried about uh, Facebook comments, but.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of anger out there. And well, so, that goes
0: to show that the discussions are yeah. continuing and need to continue. Absolutely. And you guys are, are doing that. And what is the title of this documentary?
2: The title is MLK 11 12 61. And so that refers to November 12, 1961. Where was Martin Luther King? This international figure this that superstar. everybody knows about. On that date, he was right here in, in Mankato, Mankato, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. On that stage, that's still there at West High School.
0: And what is the release date? Do you have a time? I know you're still working on it, as you yeah. mentioned. So I'm just curious. You mentioned that you're going to do something yeah. on that Martin Luther King Day. Is that the premiere, essentially? Indeed.
2: Yeah, yep, that's that, the, the official The mo- film has to be done by then, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, You've got a deadline <laughs> to do. Anything
0: else you'd like to add about this project and the importance you feel it's going to bring the, our communities?
2: I'm grateful for you giving us a platform to talk about it. We really hope that it uh, brings a piece of history to our present day, but um, also mostly we really hope that it engages people, our community, good people, really good people. We hope this engages them to do something a little more than they might do to work towards this idea of equity uh, right here in our community because that's where it starts.
0: Another part I want to bring out, you talked a little bit about it early. is you have people who are sponsoring this and encouraging this through financial gifts and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And that's how a lot of these things are able to happen. Would you talk a little bit about that so somebody maybe is listening just said, well, why don't you do this and this and this? How did some of those supporters make this be possible?
1: Well, we've had a very positive reaction from everybody we've reached out to that wanted to contribute to the movie. Um, and the idea that, um, you know, the Kessel was very fortunate in that, well, unfortunate in the sense that it's COVID. Right. But because of COVID, we didn't spend any money for about two years. And we also, we have an endowment that uh, generates income from.
0: And uh, what is an endowment for people who wonder what you're talking about? So
1: when they created the Kessel Peace Institute, instead of just giving it a s- flat, Uh, budgetary funding every year, there's money invested in the stock market or in uh, uh, financial institutions that then generates an income. So as the stock market's done really well in the last uh, couple of years, uh, our income has increased. So we were able to, uh, honestly, we could uh, bankroll the entire movie. But that wasn't the point. The point wasn't, here's the Kessel Peace Institute. Look at these fancy guys uh, (laughs) making fancy movies. The point was, this is Mankato. Right. We know who we want to be, and we are a more, becoming a more diverse town, a more inclusive town. Um, and we wanted to be able to showcase this, particularly to make ISD 77, our school district, the, the focus of this, because this happened in our school district, right? right that principal right. At, at Mankato High School had to have approved of it. Right, sure. and then we've got a lot of support from uh, ISD 77 in the project and Matt Moore the social studies teacher over there had done a ton of work already and he'd ordered a plaque already that plaque will be arriving any day now I think Matt um, it's uh, 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 on its way and so we wanted it to be broad. We wanted to bring in as
2: many people as possible. And it, the the response has been very good. And the other contribution that we have to mention are the folks who agreed to be in the film yeah. and the wealth of knowledge that they provided, but also the incredible perspective on race, on equity in our world today that they were able to bring to this film. And I, I, I just can't thank them enough. It's a very personal experience to interview people. Um, and it's just been yeah. an absolute... Phenomenal experience to work with all of those uh, brilliant minds as well.
0: But what a great thing that somebody back in the day thought enough that they create this endowment to Mm -hmm. support such a a big, I guess, um, I don't know what the word I want to use, just such a a good thing to continue for the future that now you're able to do this today.
1: A big idea. We're very fortunate. Yeah, yep. very good. With some real-world thinking. Yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I can't wait to see this. Uh, maybe we can have you back and talk about the premiere and how Great. things are going. And I want to thank you. We've been talking. With uh, two of the folks who are working on the Martin Luther King documentary, it is with Professor of History, Jamil Huck, who is also the director of the Kessel Peace Institute here on campus, and Ryan Sturgis, who is one of the producers, writers, directors of True Facade Pictures here in Mankato. Uh, maybe you'll do a short film festival or something?
2: Yeah, we yeah. hope so. We're going to get it out to as many folks as we can.
0: So. May you win many awards. Thank
2: you so Thank much. You, Thanks for That's having great. us.
0: Thank you both. Appreciate it.